Welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen. This is Justin, your host of the Wealthy Sports Lounge. I hope you're having an incredible week. Looking forward to going into the playoffs with you all. I am sitting here with producer Joe. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Doing great. Awesome. <laughs> sitting across the table from co-host Tyler. How you doing, man? What's up, fella? Doing real good. good. Game? Yeah, that was so fun. It was a lot of fun. Man. Yeah, let's talk about it. So I got a chance to uh, escort Tyler over to uh, Ford Field <laughs> this weekend and uh, partake in uh, that game. It was the fr- the last time I went to an NFL game. I saw the Colts play the uh, the Colts play the Jets in the RCA Dome back when the when they were in the same division. A little history lesson mm-hmm. for y'all: the Col- Colts and the Jets both used to be in the same division. And Vinny Testaverde was the starting quarterback for the Jets. Probably <laughs> the Vinny. best one they've had since. So, Yeah, I think you're probably right. Probably. I, I <laughs> yeah. Chad, Chad Pennington was pretty good for a while. Yeah, but, and uh, Sanchez had a couple good years, but I digress. Butt fumble. So, <laughs> um, so it was a great game, man. I, albeit, did it matter? No. Um, but it was just an, it was a great experience. Like, I've never... I've been to Comerica a dozen times that, you know, so it was cool. And I've always seen Ford Field sitting there, but never gotten a chance to see a game there. And uh, so when you, when you, by the way, have you considered just not being in banking and just being a ticket broker for the rest of your life? I like, should I, be. I'm I pretty think good at it. That would probably work out pretty well for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I can sell ice to an Eskimo in most cases. So and I you sold 10 Lion tickets. tickets. So good. Uh, my, 15. My, oh, 15. Oh, I'm sorry. 14. We couldn't get rid of that last one, so that's right. So he sold fourteen Lions tickets. So yeah, I think I'm kind of sad that I could. You should start putting that on your resumes if you ever like apply for sales <laughs> jobs in the future. <laughs> under, under like like ex- experience, like also sold fourteen Lions Look, tickets. The amount of to a week eighteen game. <laughs> the amount of the amount of crap that I got to keep straight for uh, these these games. There's so much fun though. I mean, just just hanging out with. Uh, a, a lot of good people, and um, you know, having you for the first time, uh, that was that was a lot of fun, man. And, yeah. and uh, I, I was happy with how everything turned out. You know, typically Lions fans in particular are are, are pretty chirpy for some reason. Oh my god! Um, but it, everybody was having just a, a, a good time at this game. Um, what'd you take away from that game? So, um, well, let me talk about the atmosphere, and then I'll talk about the game itself. Yeah. So. Uh, it was cool for me as kind of a nerd, a football nerd. There's so much more that you see being at a game than you than you can see on TV. Mm-hmm. Like one of my biggest pet peeves about watching NFL games on TV is you see a very small window of everything that's going on. And I'm like I'm like the kind of guy like if I ever go to like a like a concert or a Broadway play, like yeah, I'm looking at the the person on stage probably like sixty percent of the time, and the other forty percent, I'm looking for like the little details mm-hmm. around the show, like the the people wearing all black, kind of like you know running things across the stage, and like how everything works. That kind of interests me. Yeah. So, and I kind of had that approach to the game because I'm I'm like picking out like I'm I'm like okay on this play I'm gonna watch the left tackle and I'm gonna see what he does. Mm-hmm. On this play, I'm going to watch um, Matt LaFleur on the sidelines and see how he reacts to this certain play. Um, in the fourth quarter, or in the third and fourth quarter when Rodgers was on the sidelines, I was watching Rodgers more than I was watching the game because I wanted to see like how does somebody of his stature act when he's not a part of the game anymore. And just seeing him interact with his teammates. He was on Jordan the Love is throwing interceptions. Jordan Love is <laughs> doing... I, I, we weren't sitting close enough, but I wanted to shout out to you. 
Um, it's like Tyler, behold the future of the Green Bay Packers <laughs> right here. Uh, so that was pretty funny. Um, but the game itself, I um, it was more of a show than I thought it was going to be. It was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. A lot it was of an trick inter- plays. entertaining game. It um, it, they in the first quarter, one, maybe one of the most boneheaded. Um, fake punt calls it just didn't it didn't really make sense to mm. me the whole stadium knew it was coming so green bay knew it was coming as well um and it, and they covered it well and i couldn't really see from the angle we were sitting at if it was a good pass or good defense it mm. was it was kind of hard to tell um but then they responded by packers going three and out they get the ball back and they've run that it, the best the trick play of the year it was awesome it was great it was like a fake toss counterplay reverse and then Goff's rolling out, and he's beyond the line of scrimmage. Like, he's run-blocking downfield, and all of a sudden this guy picks it up and throws 75-yard tud uh, to that guy running down the side. It was a great Nobody play. paid attention. Nobody <laughs> saw it coming. And then they ran damn near the same play sure in, did. in the next quarter, and they've got 14 points worth of trick plays That's on the awesome. Packers. Yep. And I, then, go ahead. So the only NFL game that I've ever been to was Packers-Lions at Lambeau. Mm-hmm. And that was the year where the both times that those the two teams met, there were just ridiculously long Hail Mary passes down the sideline to win the game. Mm-hmm. And like seeing something like that in person is crazy and yeah. way different than on TV. Yeah, you you would you would have really gotten a kick out of that. We, we had those those plays. We had the Degara uh, had a what sixty one yard tight end screen that he took the house yep. uh, late in the game. Yeah. All over, there were there were big plays. It was it was exciting, and it, it, to be perfectly honest, I, I know again you're you're playing a rival, you're playing the backups for for most of the game. But uh, again, this is another game at, old, at Ford Field that uh, the Lions were leading at halftime with starters in, and look, I wanted Amon Ross St. Brown so bad on the Packers, <laughs> uh, fourth round pick. Yeah. Of the Lions, and I tell you what, man, that that kid is an absolute stud. And for the Lions, um, you know what they can take away. Obviously, they they end the year on a win, regardless of the circumstances. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they had the first pick for a moment there before Jacksonville yeah. decided to destroy the the Colts. But <laughs> there's a lot of good that's coming out of that, and especially if you watch Dan Campbell in the locker room after the game, uh, the guy is just just the such a player's coach. Um, and everybody has they, they, they've bought in to mm-hmm. what he's selling yeah and I think that's what um, fans have a lot to look forward to uh, again it was a meaningless game but you watch these players play their absolute hearts out the entire game um, and, and there there are definitely some pieces that you guys are going to be building around for the next next decade yeah so I, I'm really excited to see it. Um, I think this is probably the last year that the, the, the Detroit Lions are an absolute doormat. If they nail this draft, uh, they're going to be a really exciting team for the next couple of years. No, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see it, and maybe they can talk me into being fans. <laughs> maybe. Hey, we'll be at that game again next year regardless, yes. so I expect the whole office there. Yes. And, and, and for Green Bay, I, I'm a little concerned about <laughs> how the future looks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Aaron Rodgers wasn't great his first couple starts, though. You know, and that's what we got to remember. Mm-hmm. But uh, on a positive note, David Bakhtiari made his first uh, uh, appearance of the season. Good to see him back, and he uh, absolutely stonewalled a player <laughs> on the second play of the game with his first pancake of the season. So uh, I'm excited to see him back, and that just that bodes so well for the the postseason run we have coming up here. 
Absolutely. Well, um, there's one other thing I wanted to bring up that I'm blanking on right now. Um, oh, I have to I have to rag on the Lions fans there in the stadium because <laughs> uh, this this was just hilarious to me. So, oh, by the way, shout out to my uncle Tom and my uncle Joe or my uh, excuse me, my uncle Bob. Um, they were both in it. My dad texted me during the game in the first half and was like, "Hey, your uncle Tom's there." So I, we we texted and ended up getting a good picture with him. But it was kind of funny. You you go to a game and then like five other people that you know post about the same game on Facebook mm-hmm. after the fact. It's it's kind of funny. But ended up seeing him there. That was cool. But I got a rag on the Lions fans here real quick because um, it, it, by the way, great turnout by Packer Nation. I would say f- maybe. 15% of the people in the building were Packer fans, mm. maybe a, a smidge more. You travel well. Yeah. It was, I mean, good, like enough to where go, Pat, go. It was noticeable. It was noticeable. <laughs> and there was one time in the third quarter where it was a third down situation for the Lions, and it, it was kind of a big moment. It was a momentum, a momentous moment, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, words. There uh, was a lot of momentum. There in was the momentum moment. on the line. We'll say that. And the go pat go chants start coming out of nowhere and they're pretty loud and then all of a sudden the lions fans just start booing like really loud <laughs> booing the lions fans are booing the packers fans which is creating a ton of noise which when your team is on third down and they need to communicate the stadium's supposed to be quiet so you dummies let 15% of the stadium and you guys start chirping and booing the go pat go chants <laughs> Um, you did not help your team on that. So a little bit of awareness would be good from Lions fans. But that was my one takeaway from that that I just thought was kind of funny. So um, that is a wrap. Uh, we will be continuing this show on the other side on the Wealthy Sports Lounge. So thank you for tuning in and have a great night. All right, and if you're still listening, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Wealthy Sports Lounge. Had a little clip for preview for the Out of the Rut channel. Now we are going to dive into all of the nerdy football stuff that you love to hear every week. Again, joined by producer Joe and co-host Tyler, we are going to roll right into this. So, Tyler, uh, Black Monday... Uh, came and went, and there was actually within the last couple hours there was a um, there was one that went on Tuesday as well. So let's start with the most recent one: Joe Judge out in New York. What's your thoughts on that? Deserved. With with Gettleman retiring and um, retiring, quote unquote, yeah, in big <laughs> quotation being marks forced there. out. Yeah, we'll let you we'll let you get fired with dignity. That franchise, other man, there's there's a few bad bad franchises but they have been so historically bad at drafting and putting a team together for the really the last since their last Super Bowl run really um they they failed to put a lot of talent around Eli Manning in the twilight of his career and then these last few years with Daniel Jones um (laughs) that was a blatant reach to begin with and um Joe Judge did nothing with all the money that was spent in this offseason to make it look like he was competent at all to lead this team uh, from from hiring Jason Garrett, who's been anemic in Dallas and was just as bad in New York as your offensive coordinator. 
they they were actually going to wait for the new GM to make the decision on that. So I do find that a little, um, I don't know, weird, I guess, yeah. uh, that, that they were even entertaining the idea of keeping him around for the new GM to decide when, when it was, uh, again, it was just blatantly obvious that he wasn't the right fit for the job. Um, I, I was actually surprised it wasn't on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's the biggest surprise that I had. Yeah. I, honestly, I don't understand the... Um, I when there when one goes, both have to go. Yeah. In my opinion, unless there's extenuating circumstances, like what happened in what happened in um, Las Vegas with Gruden. Like I don't, Mike Mayock shouldn't have to bite the bullet for that whole debacle. Um, so I'm not like that's an exception to the rule. But I like if we look at the situation going down in Miami with Brian Flores getting let go on Monday, which it was a shock to everybody. Yeah. Like nobody saw that coming. But I think we can we can we can rest assured know that Brian Flores was just was not the problem there. No. Um, the g- general manager who's been there for Stephen 20, Ross, Stephen Ross, um, who has been there for 21 years or something like that. Yeah, clearly the there's the problem, and yeah. he doesn't recognize that. I, I mean, think this, there there needs to be a mutiny done by the Miami fan, Miami Dolphins fan base. Yep. If you're a Miami Dolphins fan, I want you to listen and listen close. You don't go to a game next year. You do not buy a jersey next year. You do not support this franchise in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Because what is happening down in Miami is that Brian Flores is going to go to a really good... T- Brian Flores is going to get a head coaching job again, probably this year. Yep. And Which um, is rare, by the way. Which is very rare. And I, I'll just... I'm going to say one thing about this, and I'm not going to belabor it, but stop saying that this is about race. Like, I don't want to hear it, that, that, that there's... That he, he is... There is a personality dispute between the GM and the coach, and one of them had to go. Yep. And it, from all reports, what it sounds like, is that Flores wanted Herbert in the draft, mm-hmm. and the general manager took Tua, which was the right. Uh, which, yes, <laughs> Herbert was the right call. Herbert was a hundred percent the right call, and um, he fixed his side of the ball, the defensive side, mm-hmm. and he's like, okay, get the quarterback right, get the offensive line. Um, quarterback is questionable. Mm-hmm. Offensive line is trash. Yep. Um, so the general manager has done a piss poor job. They haven't drafted well, and I think that. Um, Brian Flores, that if you're gonna say that he is not coaching for the Miami Dolphins anymore, it's not because the it's not because the NFL is racist. It's yeah. because their owner and general manager incompetent. Yeah, that's why. We'll, we'll we'll get to the other other open positions and and kind of what the the best fits and and where we see people going. But at the end of the day, with what's so frustrating about that whole situation again, Stephen Ross has had since Tom Brady took over to put together a any semblance of a good team and he's failed time and time again right and if you're gonna question the guy that you've entrusted with coaching your players and thinking that you are more knowledgeable at scouting talent than he is the guy that's in the trenches on a day day-to-day basis and then you you screw it up this bad yeah um the fact that he has a job is beyond it's me. unreal and for uh, you know for flores to put together what he's had to overcome and if you remember a few years ago when he first took over that was a team that nobody anticipated winning any games they won like five of the last seven games that there was no talent on that roster mm-hmm. 
And then the next year, they they finish a winning season. Then this year, they end up with a winning season after starting one and seven. Um, Brian Flores is four and six against Belichick. Let's not forget nope. about that. It's four and two. Four and two. Four yeah, and that's two. what I meant. Four out of six. He has the best Belichick. win percentage against Bill Belichick of any coach in the NFL. And if that doesn't scream like this guy should be head coach, I don't know what else does. I mean, that's that's uh, a full season against Brady, and then um, yeah, these last two years. So. I, it's it's mind-numbingly stupid that that the front office can be this incompetent and i fully expect flores again to be a guy that's gonna win a job this year yeah and if i'm houston that's who i'm hiring i'm i'm sending i'm backing the truck up because this was a guy that deshaun watson watson was willing to waive his no trade clause to get to miami to play for brian flores not for anybody else it was for brian flores so if if Houston has any chance at salvaging this situation, if you can take a consolation prize and get Brian Flores there and get Deshaun Watson back in the building to re- rebuild this franchise, it's a no-brainer for me, and I think that's where he should go. Well, there's no, there's one problem. There's not a head coaching opening in Houston right now. There will now. be. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah. Probably at the end of next year. Probably. Yeah. Not that I think there should, but I think under the circumstances, if you can get, if again, if you can get Brian Flores and save your franchise quarterback, I agree. going to be, what, 26, I believe, this season? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he can be there for the next decade. Mm-hmm. You hit your wagon to it, and, and you do whatever you can to get him back. In the I building. agree. That's an interesting take. I, I had not thought about that. Um Let's say that doesn't work out of the open coaching spots. If you're Brian Flores, where do you want to go? Um, that it's a really good question. So there's there's a few situations that are good. The one that I would stay away from again, it's New York. I, I would hundred percent anything to do with that. Um, I'm looking at two. Um, if Oakland becomes available, that's that's tempting. Mm-hmm. But um, if I'm Flores, I really want to go to Denver. Mm-hmm. Because I that 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 roster is very talented. Mm-hmm. There's a rumor that they want to go in out all in for Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And worst case scenario, you get your choice of who you're going to have run running running the show there. Yep. And I, I think that was telling of Fangio, who by the way I, I I don't think should have been fired. But Fangio on his exit interview said, "Look, uh, we have talent here, but look at every other quarterback situation in this division. Right. We don't have one. Right." They're a quarterback away from being a very, very good one hundred percent, and and competing for a division title. So. As good of a quarterback as Elway is, it's just I don't understand how he can be so bad <laughs> at evaluating at, at evaluating it. <laughs> I just don't get it. Yeah, he's the worst. Yeah, is there is there a worse talent evaluator at the quarterback position in the league than John Elway? Maybe New York. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, that would be for me. That's where I want to go because there's not a quarterback. You look at Chicago; they've they've basically hitched their wagon to Justin Fields at least for the next couple seasons. Daniel Jones is going to be there for next year in New York. Um, Minnesota is probably going to have Kirk Cousins because the mm-hmm. cap hit it's going to take to trade him away is going to be too extensive. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm going where I can make that decision. And again, very talented roster other than quarterback. You got Javante Williams there. You got bunch of studs at the skill positions and yeah. their, their defense is really good mm-hmm. i'd be going to denver yeah that's a good one i i like the bears i think that justin fields mm-hmm. has a bright future in this league um i don't think he's justin herbert status but um you're looking at going to a division that is very outside of rogers 
is very wide open. And if he's gone, it could be fully wide open. It, yes. I think we saw that on Sunday, that it will be very <laughs> wide open if Rodgers chooses not to come back or if they decide to trade him away. So, um, Let's see here. Raiders. Uh, and I, I'm, I apologize because I can't remember the dude's name. Their interim head coach. Let's say they decide to move on and they, they bring somebody in. Do you think he will be... Uh, up for any head coaching spots uh, with the job he's done with Oakland or <laughs> Las Vegas this year. I d- you did that I last week. I did it on week. the video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so for anybody watching, I yeah. had to change the, the post on that. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know, man. You know, uh, here's the thing. Did they overcome a lot of adversity this year? Absolutely. Did they look particularly good in any of the games? No. <laughs> I, uh, again, a lot has to be said for the job that he has done under the circumstances. For he sure. did not... Uh, did not inherit anything good. I think he should definitely have first crack at keeping the Oakland job, particularly if they they end up winning a game here in the playoffs. Uh, they haven't yeah. won a uh, playoff game, I think, since what was it? Since their Super Bowl run. I don't think they've won a. Yeah, run. they got in Derek Carr's first or second year, and then he broke his ankle in Week 16. And they that team was humming, by the way. Yep, they were very good that year. Yep. Who uh, the the dude from Michigan State? Uh, Cook. Ended up start, yeah, he ended up starting. For him <laughs> he was a donut in that game. Yeah, that was it was awful. Um, that that's the only place that I could see him going. Other than that, there's nothing else that jumps out. I I foresee there being a lot of there's a lot of good coordinators out there. Uh, in particular, Byron Byron Leftwich. I think he's going to get a head coaching uh, job here in uh, once Tampa Bay's out. Um, the rumor is he's probably going to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. You look at Nathaniel Hackett, probably getting another shot, uh, leaving Green Bay. Um, Todd Bowles earned another shot. Um, and Eric Bieniemy finally needs to get a freaking head coaching position. That's that's just insane to me that he he hasn't had one. So I just think there's too many yeah. you know, young up-and-comers uh, here. Yeah. The other guy that's been floated around a lot, um, Gerard Mayo. Uh, he's, he's linebacker's coach for New England. He uh, mm-hmm. was a stud linebacker for a long time. Yes. Guys, uh, guys, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I just think there's too much hot talent, and I think everybody is looking to find that next Sean McVay or Matt Lafleur. For sure, uh, they want the sexy pick, the young guy that's that's going to transcend them. And yeah, touch on the Eric Bieniemy thing again um, because he interviewed for a couple spots last year. Yeah. Ultimately, now. A lot of people, again, playing the race card for why Eric Bieniemy did not get a job. Now, I wonder how much money comes into play, too, on these contract negotiations. Because mm-hmm. if you're looking at him, he's probably making a couple million yeah. being the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Yep. Um, working with Andy Reid, an incredibly talented team. It, almost it, And again, I'm, I'm talking about somebody else's money. I don't really like doing that. But... When when you're looking at going from a situation like that to a situation like the Giants, I can't remember what head coaching job was he up for last year that he interviewed for. Atlanta I was one. Atlanta. Um, what was the other one? That was a d- definitive one. Um, I don't remember what the other one was. Was it so. Houston? I believe it might have been Houston. Might have been Houston. Mm-hmm. So my thought process on the on the whole thing is why would a guy like that? There's one reason why a guy like that would go from a team like the Chiefs to a team like the Texans with yeah. all of the Deshaun Watson drama and stuff going on at the time, mm-hmm. it, and that's money. Yeah, it, because it, it, okay, you're gonna you're gonna be able to run the team the way you want to and have some more power. But I think 
it, it it's also possible that he may not have based on the contract negotiations with the team mm-hmm. it may just may not have been you know for a pay bump from two to four million maybe it's not worth it. i'll be patient yeah my time will come Yep. You know, and then he'll he'll have an opportunity to go to a good station situation. Like, what if he go? What if the Raiders want to pick him up? Mm-hmm. That's something like that where he could maybe say, "I'm leaving a good situation to go to a really good situation." Yeah, you know, in division, would he? I, I don't know. I don't know. Off season's the fun. off season. <laughs> um, it'd be interesting. Um, so yeah, I. Let's pump the brakes on all all of the race talk. Eric Bieniemy will get a. I think he's very smart, and he will be getting a. He will be getting a head coaching job yeah. in the NFL. I'll ask you. I'll ask you this before we jump off this topic. Is there any, um, perhaps, firings that didn't happen that surprised you? That's a good question. I'm a little bit surprised. Uh, Robert Sala is one of them. I think after one year, he should have been canned. I don't think so. I'm almost. I'm surprised. I'm I'm not saying that he should. I'm saying that I'm surprised that they he wasn't mm-hmm. because I it, it, they just did not look like a competent football team. It's it's also New York. I mean, it is it is, but they uh, they uh, claim that they want to win. Yeah. Um, another one. Well, I think that's the difference with Salah. Matt Rule. I, Matt Rule's Matt Rule. I'm I, very surprised they didn't move off of him. I, I say this about Salah. You know, outside of the the, the Tennessee win. There's most games like they didn't look like they belonged on an NFL field no. where, you know, again, you watch a Lions game and it, at least you can see everybody playing their ass off. Right. Every single game and watching New York. There wasn't a single game where I can honestly say that outside of that fluke tech uh, Titans win. They they just again, talent is part of it. But again, mm-hmm. the, the Lions have no talent either. And right. at least you can say, hey, they're playing playing their butts off. But Matt Rule. That shocked me. Did you did you happen to catch his press conference where no. um, they asked about picking up Sam Darnold's uh, fifth year option so early? No. <laughs> if anybody hasn't seen it, just go back and watch it and watch how just completely incompetent he was answering that question. He had no idea how to answer that, and sure it was it was out of nowhere. But dude, you picked it up immediately, and after watching that season play out. Um, clearly there was no reason to do so. Now, again, you're going to get them a lot cheaper and you gave up draft capital to do it. So you almost had to, but mm-hmm. after, after looking at the season as a whole, uh, Sam Darnold with more talent finished with the worst pass rating than he did his last year in, mm-hmm. in New York. And, uh, that doesn't say enough. Um, yeah. Yeah. So moving on, where are we at? Against we got playoffs to talk about yet. Oh, yeah. got the spread. Yeah. We're going to start making some playoff picks, huh? Games. Well, first of all, let's recap the regular season. How'd we do? So, uh, regular season, the uh, we didn't pick the last couple weeks. Well, you don't have them in here, rather. Uh, but, Justin. We should just be missing week 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16 and 17 are not here. What? Yeah. Oh, that's not right. We you must have pulled up an old version of it somewhere. So yeah, um that'll do it. Let's push pause real quick. Let me get this let me get this up real quick. Incorrect. Okay, so we have on the year, uh Justin wins outright. <laughs> uh I'm gonna take off these two. Even without picks from last week, Justin's sitting at just under sixty three percent. Uh Josh coming in second at fifty two percent. Tyler at fifty point six, 
And uh, I well, how did you how did you do in week eighteen? I demand a recount. How would you oh, do in week eighteen? I honestly don't know. Uh, <laughs> let's see, I, I lost Packers one. Um, then who were my other locks? Um, honestly, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have. We didn't. We didn't here. save it. And that's I, our fault. Yeah, we we had a lot going on. This we past we didn't weekend, really pick so. uh, week yeah. eighteen, but uh, yeah, Justin Justin wins the competition. So Woo-hoo! that's the most important thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the year for the stuff recorded. As an office, overall, we went 52% against the spread. Not bad. Not bad. Can't can't disagree with that. Uh, I think without me, it's like 54% or something like that. But mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, it was it was it was good. And it now, was fun. Uh, we're year two into this. Justin and I are now one and one. Although this this year was much more commanding than yes <laughs> than year one. But mm-hmm. this year was insane. Yeah, we're, like, yeah. I mean, if you take out a couple weeks. Like week seventeen, office was twenty five percent. Week twelve, the office was twenty percent, and then week one, we were thirty three percent. Like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure everything else was pretty much fifty percent or yeah. more. Yeah. This, this lead was so commanding. We we've decided to end this early, and we're just going to do outright picks for <laughs> the playoffs. We're start a new competition. Uh, it'll be fun. We got into the wild card last year before we had to call it. So yeah. Uh, yeah, congratulations, man. Thanks. It's been enjoy fun. Enjoy this whiskey. I'll enjoy drinking it with you. Yes, it'll be <laughs> it'll be great. That mid-season heater I got on was historic and um, shall probably not be replicated again. <laughs> it's going to be really hard to do. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, let me uh, let's get these lines pulled up. This um, is an exciting um Wild card weekend. Yeah. It really is. Dude. Oh, hey, by the way, while Joe's getting these pulled up, I have a consolation prize for you. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, go in that little red box right behind you. There's uh, some sports cards right there. That red box. Yeah, open that. My parents just moved, and I've, they found a bunch of Ew. old stuff. Okay, now open. No, no, no. Don't go through those cards. Now Kay. pick out the felt thing that oh, oh. they're being held on. Just pluck that Secret out. Secret box. There should be a little brown sports card me. with a pack ah, around it. Is that a Mon Green? Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, man, that's sweet. I will 100%. That's the third pr- third place prize? Wow. Yeah. I'll take it, man. <laughs> yes. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, you bet, man. Yeah, that is... Uh, I will treasure that. That'll go in a nice display down in my uh, my my man cave. Yep, in the that's bay. a uh, so well. Tell tell the people what it is. So it is a material hogs a mon green card. It looks like it's got actual. Uh, what's actually in there? It's a piece of Part jersey. Of the jersey? Yeah, it's a jersey card. Yeah, it sure is. Man, that's sweet. Yeah, I figured you'd awesome. like it. Yeah, 100%. and then look at the back. Now this is the important part for you card nerds out there. What is the number on the back right there? There's a. Number three out of 125. Yeah, so there's 125 of those cards made, and you've got number three in your hand. That is. So I have a little sleeve that you can put it in before you leave. I Um, appreciate that. Yeah. So much, dude. Yeah, I appreciate you helping me with the show. One of my favorite players. Yeah. No, was he really? Yeah, 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 that's cool. That's it's it. not honestly. I looked up the value. It's not worth a ton, that's, but it's it does like, to my heart. But I knew you would. <laughs> I I checked it before I gave it to you. I'm like, let me just make sure I'm not sitting on a gold Is mine this here. Over <laughs> under hundred dollars. Okay. <laughs> so well, cool, man. That is yeah. awesome. So all right, moving on to our picks this week, and Joe is going to jot these down because we're picking all all these games. Yep. Give me all of these games. Uh, I'm going to lay the five points with the Bengals. Um, you good? Yeah, I'm just adjusting. So I oh, see. okay. 
Um, yeah, I'll, Justin. I'll lay lay the five points with the Bengals. The Raiders have been a great story this year, um, but they are coming off an incredibly emotional um, win on a short week, and the Cincinnati Bengals mailed it in last week, and they got to rest all their guys that needed to get rest. And I think that the Bengals are going to steamroll the Raiders on Saturday. So I will take the Bengals minus five. I see this being a uh, 31-17 game. I agree. The Bengals, the Bengals actually have, I believe, of the AFC teams, they have the best record against playoff uh, teams this year. So uh, they've been consistent at the right time. Uh, it's always going to be a little concerning. Um you know, especially when your franchise quarterback sits out due to injury. I, I believe it was due to injury. He left that game mm-hmm. uh, last week looking pretty beat up uh, after that quarterback sneak. So um, it, it, that's definitely concerning, but I, I just think they have too much firepower. I think Las Vegas uh, has had a lot of fluky wins this year. And again, great story. I just I don't think this is the, the week to knock off the Bengals. I agree. All right, um, this next one, and I don't like this pick. This is probably my least favorite pick of In all of Buffalo. them. In Buffalo, give me the Bills, play them four points. I do not like betting against Bill Belichick in the playoffs, but I think that um, I, I might even buy a point to get this down to three. But the the Bills in this situation are the better team top to bottom. The only advantage the Patriots have Maybe give them a slight advantage on defense. Maybe give them a well. They're a better run team, no doubt about that. But they're the the Bills have too many weapons for the Patriots to to handle. Um, Stephon Diggs is an absolute unit. Um, Emmanuel <laughs> Sanders coming back from injury. Um, he is going to be effective as well. And uh, Bills are at home, so give me the Bills minus four. I might when I bet this, I might actually buy a point and get it down to minus three. Um, but yeah, give me the bills winning. Uh, I also like the over in this game because it's a 44 and I, I don't typically do overs and unders, but I think there will be more points scored than, uh, this game kind of alludes to, um, bills win and cover, uh, 30 to 23. This is a tough game for me to pick. Um, especially early this, it's a tale of two halves. The, uh, Patriots were in, well, not even that. I mean, the, the Patriots were, were super inconsistent to start the year, and so were the Bills. They had they had a couple ugly losses. Yeah, they they even had some. They started off really hot. Yeah, uh, the Patriots went on that that great streak in the middle of the season, and then they kind of fell off uh, here at the end, uh, where Buffalo has actually been very consistent the the past six or seven weeks of the season. Um, it, it's a tough game uh, for me to scheme against, and the problem you have, of course. With a rookie quarterback, you're playing the number one defense. Everything's got to for Mac Jones. Everything has to stay on schedule and has to he has to get in a rhythm for for them to really start clicking. Um, I, I don't know. I'm going to take the Patriots on the upset on this game. Okay. Um, I'm trying to talk myself into it, <laughs> but I think defensively, again, the Patriots have a lot of good going for them, and if they can just keep the the run game completely non-existent for the bills which is pretty mm-hmm. pretty normal <laughs> yeah i would say if you're going to take uh take the money line yeah. on any one of those these games for the underdog the the patriots is probably not a bad play yeah 
I, let's let's roll with it. For those counting at home, I'm also taking the Bengals. I forgot to mention this earlier. I was typing. Uh, realistically, looking at the Patriots-Bills game, I am deferring to coaching and Bill Belichick in the postseason. Look at that analysis from producer Joe. Hey, I'm trying. <laughs> Nailed it. I didn't do great during the season, but maybe my postseason will be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're going to have one of those Joe Flacco-type runs to <laughs> do the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tyler, who you got? Uh, Eagles at Bucks. I, I said before this was my upset pick. I The Buccaneers have a lot of injuries. They are getting uh, Shaq Barrett, who's their number one sack leader on the team. Um, especially for the line, I, I, I would take Philly on that. I don't, I'm not sure if they win this outright, but if if a team is vulnerable at any point, I think this is a time that the 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 Bucks would be knocked off and Philly's on definitely more of a hot streak, especially um, if Jalen Hurts can can get outside the pocket, get things moving. Um, defensively, the, the, the Eagles are not bad by any stretch of the, stretch of the imagination, and with the Bucks' um, skill positions being nicked up like they are, this this is the time to pounce. So I'm going to take Philly in the upset here, and then they're going to go to Lambeau and get steamrolled. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't want to see Tom Brady No, again. <laughs> it, my, my hope is actually that uh, it turns out that we get 49ers next week and Tampa Bay in the NFC Championship. That's how I hope it plays out, mm-hmm. because then we get revenge tour all the way through the playoffs. Love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, going to bet against Tommy Boy? Well, okay, let's flash back a little bit. So they played earlier in the year, and it was a close game all up until the end. And had time not been expiring, the the wait, hold on, the Bucks got backdoored by the Eagles in this game, correct? Yeah, that's I remember that because I was on. It was like thirty eight, thirty two, or something like that. I bet that game, Mm -hmm. and I don't remember which side I was on, but I remember that it was a bad beat for whoever was on the other side. So maybe I picked the right side then, because I would have remembered that if it pissed me off. Um, God, I don't know. I feel like the Bucks. So I just glanced at the uh, the against the spread stats for the year. Bucks are like fifty two percent. Eagles are like a solid fifty percent against the spread. But I don't know that I trust the Bucks at eight and a half. Like, yeah, that's my concern. I, I don't. That's too rich for me. Give me Tom. Give Give me Tommy B and the Bucks. I'll lay the eight and a half. All right. That's not confident, but I'll 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 do it. I don't like it, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> um, the Niners Cowboys. By the way, this segment is brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. If you click the link in the description and sign up for a DraftKings account, uh, you put a deposit into your account. However much that deposit is, you will get a free bet. I believe up to a hundred dollars, which is cool. So you can, if you win your first bet, you you pull out your original hundred, and now you're playing with house money. So I'm uh, big fan of that. Uh, see the terms and conditions for more details. <laughs> I have no idea what legal stuff I have to say if I'm doing an ad for ad read for a gambling website. But click the link in the description, sign up for DraftKings, and uh, and follow our picks for more details. DraftKings, so, please don't sue us. Yes, please don't. Sue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to send you business. <laughs> Actually, I'm trying. We're trying to rob you because yeah. our picks have been awesome this year. So. Um, Cowboys hosting the 49ers. Um, this line, I I hate to say this, but give me uh, 49ers plus three and a half. Wow. I 
that this is the this is the worst situation for, of of any of the teams. The 49ers are so hot right now. Yep. Um they're they're such a solid team. The Dallas Cowboys they've had a great season, but best team against the spread. They're the be- one of the best teams against the spread. No, they Vegas are the best team against the they're spread. They're the best team. The yes. Cowboys? Cowboys are the best against no the spread. They no they just beat out the it's like uh what did I just look at? Yeah, yeah. when it 76 and a half this, this week. Wow. <laughs> 76 and a half against the spread to Green Bay is in second at 70 and followed by Detroit. Honestly, that's that's why I, I was on such a heater this year because I picked the Cowboys and the Packers very regularly. Yeah. And, and then, Detroit in third. Yeah. Who yeah, Detroit's in third. That's, that's hilarious. Gotta love it. That's amazing. That, just, that shows they're better than their record shows. That's amazing. So This, um, is, this is the best game of the, the World I agree. Cup weekend, in my 100%. It, two teams that are just built so similarly. Uh, it, <laughs> I, I love every bit of it. They both can run the ball. They both got studs at receiver um, and just absolute monsters between Bosa and Micah Parsons. Um, I love everything about this matchup. And, and historically, if this was the 90s, this, <laughs> I mean, they, they, these two franchises in the 90s were so good. So this is a good good revisit to that. So, um, yeah, Justin, Dallas being your second favorite team. You don't trust <laughs> them, huh? I... No, the six of six of their eleven wins this year came against the AFC East, which yeah. they just they beat they beat them up as they should. By the way, you have to beat the the um the teams on your schedule, but they're six and five against everybody else. Yeah. So I don't I'm I'm nervous more about the 49ers. If the Cowboys win, it's going to be by a field goal. So give me the give me the Niners plus three and a half. Um, I again. I, I'm I'm very concerned about my Cowboys, but um, yeah, they're they're they the only position that I think they're better than the 49ers at right now outright is maybe quarterback. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. I, I think um, Mr. Diggs down there in Dallas, if they can scheme a, a scheme a plan to get the ball in Debo Samuel's hands as much as possible, and yeah. and of course uh, uh, George Kittle there. Um, it, it's going to be a close game. Don't get me wrong, but the thing with Jerry World, it's it's not really a home field advantage down there. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like the 49ers in a close game taking this. So you're taking who? So, 49ers. Yeah, I'm taking the 49ers also. <laughs> I, don't, I don't speak specific people. I speak teams. <laughs> <laughs> um, who do you like, Joe? Uh, I, I'm taking the Cowboys. I'm okay. trusting Ooh, their, their ability you. to cover. I like it. I'll either be happy because I won or happy because my team won. I feel so. like the 49ers yep. have yeah. been real back and forth, but that's an outsider's perspective. I, really, so. uh, every team in the playoffs this year, it, 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 I'd say Green Bay's probably the, been the most consistent, but every team has had just an absolute stinker or two. It's, it's been weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, Steelers Chiefs. Oh, Steelers Chiefs. We know who you're going with. Yeah. This should I, be an absolutely lopsided game. This should be on a the late game on Saturday. Is it uh, or is it on Sunday? It's the late game on Sunday. <laughs> uh, give me the Steelers plus twelve and a half. That's too many points. I don't even want to watch that game. That, there's too many points there. <laughs> there, Mike Tomlin and Ben Ben Roethlisberger are not going to get blown out the second year in the row in the in the wild card round. It's just it's not going to happen. Um, I'll put ten on that. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's put ten on that. All right, Chiefs are going to ragdoll this. Okay, this team. I hope they do. Don't get me wrong, but just something tells me that this is gonna this is gonna be a ten point game with a backdoor cover. Yeah. Um. I again, Chiefs win, 
uh, Steelers cover 12, 12 and a half points is way too many points for me on this one. If it was, if it was like a nine and a half, I'd probably take the chiefs mm-hmm. 12 and a half. That that's damn near two touchdowns. I don't trust the, I don't trust the chiefs to put the foot on the throat. Didn't they play a couple weeks ago too? Didn't did remember. this game not take place a oh, couple weeks that's ago? A good question. Week 16, maybe. I feel like the chiefs just annihilated the, the Steelers. Chiefs yeah. Pittsburgh. Yep, 36-10. 36-10. So, you sure you want to want to roll uh, that? I'm going to I'm going to live vicariously for Justin and pick the Chiefs. The thing. At the end of the day, the the the, the Chiefs can put up points in bunches. The Steelers can't. <laughs> I I don't trust yeah, Ben I don't trust the limp arm yeah. at all. And Chris Jones, the 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 defense for the Chiefs has definitely regressed the last couple weeks, but Chris Jones is still playing out of his mind. Uh, all you got to do is contain Najee Harris. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger is not going to beat you through the air. Not at this point in his career. So I'm sticking with my guns. Steelers okay. plus 12 and a half. I hope it happens. For I'll you. put some scratch on I just it. I still see it happen. Um, last game. Love this. This is the game of the week on Monday night. The first time ever that a playoff game has taken place on Monday night, which mm-hmm. is, this is cool. So well, there's um, six teams and a great mm-hmm. yep. game. By last the way. year they did a, the last year they did this is so last year was the first year they had six wild card games. Mm. It used to just be four, mm-hmm. and they did a Saturday one o'clock game, which was just goofy. It was yeah. like, are we watching college football now? Like, what is this? That's so, where the Steelers Chiefs should be, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Cardinals Rams on Monday night. Um, this is su- going to be such a good game. Um, but I'll I'll take the Rams. I'll lay the three and a half. Probably would buy a point down to three on or a half point to get down to three on this alternate spread. It, but um, but yeah, the Rams I think are starting to click. If freaking Matt, did you Stafford, watch last? <laughs> yeah, yeah well they they played the, one of the best. Another I'd say the indiv- second best team in the NFC right game. now. Yeah. Um, they're at home. That place will be bumping as long as California doesn't shut the state down, which it is rumored to be doing. Yeah. Um, but the Cardinals coming to town. Um, this will be a great game. But I think the Rams are going to figure it out. Here, here's the only problem that I have with this, and this is the most concerning thing that they said. Outside of Matt Stafford turning into the Matt Stafford that I predicted he would be this year. <laughs> um. He made a comment that it, and I get, I get it's an inter, interdivisional game, but they said they couldn't hear because of the noise being generated from San Francisco, San Francisco fans in their own stadium. I don't think it's going to be any different for for Arizona. Interesting. Arizona is going to absolutely bring it, and um, again with it being an interdivisional game, um. It, ton of talent on the Rams. Mm-hmm. I just don't trust Matt Stafford. Yeah. He's going to have that back-breaking turnover. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray's dynamic enough to get out of, you know, keep keep Aaron Donald away. That's all they got to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I just like the Cardinals in this game. I don't think the Rams advance. Okay. Um, lastly, I have a little bonus pick. I, I'm, I'm going, go ahead. for the record, I'm going Rams. I got to stick with Matt Stafford. Love he love Matty. Did, he did me well this year. All things considered, like when I, I picked him early the in the solid. season. Well, I, I picked him a lot early in the season yeah. when they were on a heater, and it, it paid off. Yeah. That's fair. All right. Uh, I put together I – did a, I did a few four-teamers that, that worked out this year, but I'm going to do my teaser of the week. So 
Um, this will be, I think I'm three for five on teasers of four teams or more this year. So for those of you who are not familiar, a teaser is basically where you, instead of doing a parlay, so a parlay would be you pick a certain amount of teams, different bets or whatever, and you put it all into one bet and it's an all or nothing thing. So if you hit three out of four, you lose your bet. But if you hit four out of four, the odds are ridiculous and you get paid out a bunch. Um, a teaser is kind of a combination of both. So, um, you pick five or more games and, or four more games and they move the line in your favor six points for whatever team that you pick. So for instance, if a team is a six point favorite and you put them into a, and you put them into a teaser, that line goes from, uh, minus six, it goes to zero. So now it's a pick em game. So it, it, it's much easier to hit bets, but the payout is lower, but it's still pretty good. So I got a six teamer that's plus 600. So a $5 bet pays 35 bucks got the Bengals at zero it's a it's a pick'em game so the Bengals to win and then I got the Patriots plus 10 I've got the Bucks minus two I've got the Niners plus nine I like got the Chiefs minus six and a half and I've got the Cardinals plus 10 so yeah I would take this yeah I'm mm, I might still swap for the Rams on that but like yeah yeah Mm mm-hmm so anyway those that's my uh that's my little teaser on that and uh yeah hopefully that hits because then i could uh i could afford to buy the office some new equipment (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's funny all right moving on to our mvp category um so bruce arian said after the game that um tom brady should be the mvp and i think you can make a pretty solid case for that i mean 5300 yards passing as a in his geriatric status is absurd absolutely but you know tyler as a non-biased packers fan what do you think about that it's again uh, that that offense is built around volume and again it, it's most valuable again I, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from tom brady tom brady's had an excellent season but again he's he's absolutely loaded he's got the better o-line he's got the better uh, uh skill positions he's had the better defense um I, I again when you look at the stats across the board especially from an efficiency standpoint if you took Aaron Rodgers stats and put the attempts where where Tom Brady's are he'd blow them out of the water so again I, I know that's not you can't really take that into account but Aaron Rodgers has done more with less the entire season um, played behind, you know, missing four of his five starters on the offensive line outside of Devonte Adams. Who do you have? You know, and then you're missing all these all pros, the all pro left tackle, the all pro, uh, cornerback, uh, your best pass rusher. Um, for me again, it's, it's a no brainer. And, and again, it is built around circumstances. You have to take that into consideration, but nobody was more consistent. And that also is, is a factor. Tom or Aaron Rodgers' one bad game was Week One against the Saints. Yeah. Ever since then, extremely He's consistent. Two interceptions since yeah. Week One. His his win to loss record is better. Um, you know, and that's typically a, that's that's how it goes. You mm-hmm. take the best quarterback on the best team in the NFL. Um, you know, again, Tom Brady is is been outstanding. He's he's probably going to finish second in voting, and and if he ultimately wins it, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue it. But again, when you look at the circumstances surrounding it, I just don't think there's an argument to be made. Mm-hmm. So I have a dark horse pick. 
that Tyler doesn't know. Joe knows because I had to pull up the stats. So Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers cancel themselves out because you can make an argument either way. Um, but I think we have a situation here where they're both they're both their numbers are so similar. I, I believe it's a coin flip. And if, if you want to go off of stats, go off of Brady. If you want to go off of wins and efficiency and best for the team, go to Rodgers. But Cooper Cup had one of the most historic seasons as a wide receiver in NFL history. Plus, he's a white guy, which a white re- white receiver <laughs> for that. being as good. I don't know if that, you know, if the NFL's racist, Cooper Cup wins MVP, no doubt. Um, because, you know, got to vote for the white guy. for No, shut up. Um, <laughs> um, so I just don't understand why it has to be a quarterback. And I get it. It's a quarterback-driven league. This, that, and the other. But I think for the first time since 2012 when uh, Adrian Peterson won it, Cooper Cup needs to be the MVP this year because it's such a neck-and-neck thing with Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. I believe that penalties offset Cooper Cup, my dark horse MVP pick this year. You know what my thoughts now? Yes. No. (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling you were going to say that. No no chance. No, and and, and again, to your point... There's nothing. Again, phenomenal season. He had an extra game in there, and even with the extra game, set no records as a receiver. Triple crown winner is a triple crown winner. Yes, which I I, I get. That's it's a baseball. That's thing, fantastic. But, but didn't set the record for receptions this season. Didn't set the record for yards per game. Didn't set the record for total yards. Didn't set the record for touchdowns. To me, and, and again, that this is exactly why quarterbacks are always going to get the vote because they impact the game. Cooper Cup doesn't doesn't touch this record without Matt Stafford throwing in the ball and feeding him cons- consistently. You're not going to go out and win games because of re- So receivers. should we give it to Matt Stafford? No. <laughs> Matt Stafford has been the quarterback for the number one and now number two past, mm-hmm. past uh, receiving seasons for a receiver in NFL history, Calvin Johnson and now Cooper Cup. Yep, and that's completely valid, but he also had a lot of dipshit <laughs> plays and a lot of pick sixes. Yeah. By the way, uh, uh, um, passer rating, Matt Stafford, Tom Brady, identical this yep. year. Yep. Aaron Rodgers is full 10 points ahead of both of them. So, <laughs> um, But, you know, I, again, I love Cooper Cup and by all means should win Offensive Player of the Year. And, and I think that's what ult- ultimately should be. MVP should be best quarterback, most important quarterback, whatever you want to call sure. it. Offensive Player of the Year should be just best offensive player and you could definitely make an ar- argument that Cooper Cup is that is he the most valuable no no they, they got a ton of talent on the team so offhand question yeah at what point does the like what situation would you say that a quarterback is not chosen for MVP so it would have to be so like the, the year that Adrian Peterson won there's a couple things that he's he was basically what number number two all time in basically every every statistical major category and he was the clear-cut engine that made that offense go. So I think a, a similar comparison would be like Derrick Henry in Tennessee. Like he is unquestionably the best player. He's the guy that is going to have the majority of your offensive yards um, and and clearly the most important player. I don't think you can say that uh, in L.A., even as good as he is. I You're, you're going to find me hard-pressed to say that He's more important than Matt Stafford. So, I mean, 
just yeah. to to clarify the situation, if you were if you had a team where you have a rookie quarterback, but mm-hmm. there's a, like a, a a wide receiver that's just running the team and kind of guiding this this rookie through his first season and still breaks all these records and everything, that would be the situation where you're like, okay, this guy could really step into the MVP and then you're also gonna, of the quarterback. You're also going to have to take taking the wins win, wins into consideration if yeah. if he has this all world uh, season. But they win five games. Is he is he really most valuable to mm. that team? Probably not. So there's a lot of factors, and that, that's unfortunately what why that would be a case where they should be the offensive player of the year. Again, they they were the most talented player, yeah, in that position by far. I just I just don't think unless you're shattering records um, as a skill position player that you have any chance to win MVP. Quarterback is unquestionably the most important position. In football, and that's that's why it's it's a quarterback uh, award every year. Hmm. I'm right. that. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, all right. So I just I decided to do it a little bit different. So instead of doing what we think they will be, I think we're going to do our offensive player of the year uh, instead of predicting what they will be i think we're going to do the first ever wealthy sports lounge annual awards Mm -hmm. where we crown the championship or not the championship the award to the recipient based on what we think not what some dumb sports writer somewhere (laughs) not some hub guy in chicago um so tyler who is your offensive player of the year it's cooper cup i don't he, he was great all the way through the end of the season um the only other argument that I could see it's it's whichever QB that doesn't win MVP, either Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Do they but do that typically? Don't they typically give very, it to a, a non quarterback? Yeah. yeah, and again, that's why I think they should just rename the award. But I just, especially with the the last two weeks of the season that Jonathan Taylor had, um, not nearly um, as as explosive as he had. They happened. shut him down. Yeah, and and. <laughs> you go to Jacksonville and you they, ultimately they put, they put nine guys in the box and say fuck you Carson yeah. Wentz throw the ball like <laughs> we're gonna get to that story here in a little bit but um, recency bias is part of that and especially when it comes to awards <laughs> you're only as good as your, as your last week I agree and and Cooper Cup was far and away more consistent um, you know I think he he averaged 109 108 109 yards a game or something yeah. like that so mm-hmm. yeah it, it's Cooper Cup for sure triple count crown winner Jonathan Taylor set no records yeah, yeah. I agree Cooper Cup who is your uh, defensive player of the year that's an easy one it's TJ Watt um, argument could be made for Aaron Donald but TJ yeah. Watt in less than a full season mm-hmm. less games than Michael Strahan tied the the NFL sack record um, that only goes back to the, the early '80s, but uh, at the end of the day, it, 22 and a half sacks in less than a full season—unbelievable year out of TJ Watt. Um, sure. Him and Jay, like, imagine coming from that family tree, man. You got JJ Watt and TJ Watt, just absolute all timers at their position. Um, of note, through their first, um, what was it five seasons, I believe? Or yeah, yeah. So the the stat was um, Steelers history most sacks through nine seasons. T.J. Watt is already 
in the lead by a comfortable measure. He's through season five. <laughs> and this is wow. a, the Steelers historically have so many the Steel Curtain phenomenal players: Joe Green, Joey Porter, James Harrison. The list goes on and on. Palamalu, yeah, <laughs> Palamalu, <laughs> Old Spice. <laughs> no, Head and Shoulders. That's right. It was Head and Shoulders. Um, the, the Hall of Famers that have played in Pittsburgh, especially on defense, for TJ Watt to have already passed the all-time record through nine seasons in five years, unbelievable. And yeah. uh, well deserved. You know, Aaron Donald has, has won it a, a few times. What three three times already? Mm-hmm. TJ Watt deserves it. I agree. I think that um, Trayvon Diggs out of Absolutely Dallas not. was he, well. Here's what I was saying. <laughs> he, he was. I think he was a front runner for a good chunk of the season. I'm gonna let but, you finish, but let yeah. me just say right now. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, I think that his boomer bust is the He's is the, the Jameis Winston of quarterbacks. Yeah, it, you you capped that better than anyone I've ever heard. <laughs> and uh, he, I'd say probably through the first two thirds of the season, I think he might have been the front runner. Um, but yeah, his inconsistency and in giving up the big plays was. The reason why I did not pick yeah. him for defense player. If you want to go Dallas, though, Micah Parsons has a strong case. He, Micah Parsons, what as well. a stud and yeah. what a revelation he's mm-hmm. been in Dallas. So that that would be. The... Is he a rookie this year? Yeah. So yeah, okay. I, he runs away with defensive rookie of the year for sure. Yeah, definitely. there's nobody close. Definitely. Um, okay, moving on to rookie of the year on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I think this. I'm going to start with this because I think I know you're going to agree with me. Jamar Chase. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I I don't. There's no other. I mean, the 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 way he played, the records he like he set rookie. I did he set the rookie record for yep. receiving yards? Yep. Set the Bengals rookie receiving record for yards. Um, was close Not to the only Bengals franchise. He got franchise. He did get the franchise. Yep. Okay, beat Chad Johnson. So um so yeah, the guy's an absolute stud. There are a lot of question marks about why the Bengals were picking wide receiver when they needed so much. We help dogged it on the we and we, we dogged him for his preseason. Hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> I can't see the ball. Look at contacts, bro. Um. So yeah, I we ate some crow on that as an as an office in general, but that was a great pick. And yeah, Jamar Chase runs away yeah. with rookie of the year. My concern is that they they pick Mac Jones again, quarterback being weighted so oh, heavily. Stop but, it. Um. Yeah, it should be him, and and you know against these are our picks. Yeah, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown from the Lions, man. He is the uh, again fourth round receiver. Yeah, graded just behind Jamar Chase in overall receiving grade. How did he I, drop I that so dude. far? Uh, speed <laughs> played for a smaller school. He played at USC. Was it was it USC? Yeah, I didn't even realize it was. Yeah, USC. he played at My USC. Mistake. I stand corrected. But there was another cat at USC that went way higher than him this year, too. I yeah. can't remember. But he I don't think he really had that much of an impact. Because no. there were two guys that came out of it. I swear to God, it was USC. Check it out. Yeah. Anyway, Joe's on that. But we're going to move on to Dogs and Donuts. So lots of... Um, I, I'm I'm doing a... I'm, I, I have a first. Okay. For my... my or my dog of the year. So I am very offense biased, and I have no. And okay, I have come. I've gone with a team before, of a maybe uh, maybe maybe like uh, a week that a, a defense has a great week. I might go with the team defense, but I've never singled out a specific player. Um, and and at that, a, a lineman, a defensive lineman 
that I'm picking, mm-hmm. which is a first for me. I don't. That's I'm not a defensive lineman guy, but my dog of the week, Melvin Ingram from the mm-hmm. Chiefs. Mm-hmm. That was the best football play I've seen in a long time. When some context here, so the Broncos are driving late in the game, and they're in the red zone, and they and there's a handoff to a running back in the backfield, and this dude shed his block, shot the gap, and connected with the running back, forced the ball out. Teammate scoops and scores for a touchdown. The Broncos had all the momentum on their side. They're about to punch it in, and, and go up like ten points. That was a huge swing for the Chiefs, who ultimately ended up winning the game because of that. Now, did that game really matter? It might have changed seeding a little bit. Um, I think the Chiefs actually might have been resting some guys, too. Um, But don't get me wrong. That was... I I had to look it up because I'm like, who is this number 24 for the Chiefs? 24 is my favorite number, so I always I always try to know that. But like this big dude's wearing number 24, like that's a running back number, bro. <laughs> like, what are you? Who is this dude? And I had no idea that Melvin Ingram was playing for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Like that completely went over my head because he did he sign as a free agent with the Steelers this year? Yep, got held hostage and then shipped off to Kansas City. Did they trade him or did they cut him? They traded him. No kidding. Mm-hmm. So the Chiefs, I completely missed this, and I run an I run an NFL show, and I'm a Chiefs fan. So this completely went over my head this year, um, and the Chiefs, and they they made the the trade around week ten when their defense was really struggling, and I don't know if that was the catalyst that that changed everything, but my goodness, that completely changed the game. Um, one of the best football plays I've seen in a long time. My dog of the week, Melvin Ingram. That's a good choice. Yeah, got to give the defensive guys some love once in a while. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of ways we could go with this. Um, I I honestly didn't put a whole ton of thought into uh, my picks this week, and I I don't want to rehash anything that we've already talked about. Um, so I I'm actually gonna go with um, the Jacksonville Jaguars for the first time. All season, they've been regular. Uh, made regular appearances as a donut here, but um, <laughs> great job to them. We talked about it last week, and everybody thought we were funny um, that the Colts. We didn't think they were going to win in Jacksonville, Mm-mm. and what's what's so incredible about that whole situation is uh, the Colts had two weeks to win one game, and. Never in NFL history has a team with twelve was, uh, with double digit wins had lost to a two win team on a play in, um, and it happened. They trusted Carson Wentz. They gave up all this draft capital. They're losing a first round pick, and they go to Jacksonville, who is just anemic everywhere. Uh, Trevor Lawrence said awful year, and the fans are so fed up that they they had what what did they call it a a, a uh, clown in or I don't even remember but basically all the fans showed up dressed as clowns because of the circus that's being run in Jacksonville they had given up their team on their team so spectacularly that they all decided to come as clowns and they smoked the Colts um, Trevor Lawrence had arguably his best best game of the season and I, I, I guess if of the ways that the season could have went and did go 
I guess that's as good as you could have possibly asked for it to end to to eliminate a, a division rivals playoff hopes, costing them still a first round pick. Uh, a lot of people summed it up very bluntly that this was the most embarrassing um, loss in Colts history. A hundred percent. Good job, Jacksonville, my dog of the week. Yep, so we just looked it up. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown was at USC. Good cool. freaking call, man. Wow, 22 years old. Mm-hmm. So much better than his brother. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, I, I, man, I got high hopes for him. He's going to be really good. And considering Amari Rodgers is a dumpster fire, this, this one hurts. How did he finish the year? Almost 1,000 yards with only nine starts. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. Good for him. And with, and with Jared Goff and company throwing to him. Tim Boyle. Even makes it even more. They He should be the rookie of the year. Chase, Chase Brown has an MVP, or uh, Jamar Chase has an MVP candidate throwing him the football. So <laughs> and they're, the, the, they're in the playoffs. The Amon Ron St. Brown should be an MVP for, <laughs> for catching that many that many balls with who's throwing to him. Tom, Dick, and Harry back there slinging Man, the rock. Man, we're going to do that. Brandon Cooks. Look at the disrespect that guy gets in, in thousand yards every single year with the dumpster fires he's had at quarterback. He's been such a mercenary yeah. type. I think that's why. I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't either. And and he's not a drama guy either. Nope. Like you don't hear about him, you know, trying to get out because his team is not making the playoffs. Yeah, a, a guy that's been tra- handed off this many times for him to go. I'm in this dumpster fire in Houston, and if I get traded again, I'm just going to retire. Like, <laughs> I'd just rather stick it out here, mm-hmm. prove my worth. Yeah, Packers should pick him up when they let Devonte Adams walk next year. Yeah, well, they, that was that was the rumor before the uh, trade deadline passed this year was was going after him. That would have been sick. That would have been pretty cool. Adams and Cooks. Woo! All right, Tyler. I know who it is, but who's your donut of the week? Do you know? I think so. Ooh. Hmm, I'm curious who it might be. I want who you. I want you is. Who who is Tyler's donor of the week? Somebody Justin. on the Colts. It's got to be the Colts. No, no. Okay, because we talked we about. Man, I was waiting for you to call it out and like do the drop and everything, and it'd just be wrong. Darius, <laughs> 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 no. Um, okay, go for it. Yeah. So <laughs> my donor of the week. Uh, it's going to be Brandon Staley, head coach of the Chargers. That was that was ass. the the chargers dumbass (laughs) warranted uh for them to lose that game again on a play-in scenario against the raiders i i just don't understand the boneheaded timeout there at the end and unfortunately what it did uh, justin herbert played phenomenal unbelievable in that game uh they had uh what six fourth and long situations throughout that game he went six for six like a hundred and some yards a touchdown perfect pass rating um a touchdown with like 20 yards out in the red zone as time is expiring yep unbelievable he had like what six uh there was like 16 pass attempts on that last drive and so a lot of incompletions because the the raiders defense was stepping up they're putting pressure on him but when it came to fourth and long, that dude was dropping absolute dimes, got him into position to win. And they they played decently through overtime. They get all the way down to, what, a minute and a half? <laughs> the Raiders came out, and, and this, is, this is my favorite part because the game ends in a tie. Both of these teams get into the playoffs, and the Steelers get knocked out. And it came out that the Raiders were actually going to let the, the play, co- play clock expire. 
and hand the ball off to Josh Jacobs. Well, instead, Brandon Staley decides to take a take a timeout because his run run alignment wasn't correct. And what they do, they allowed Josh Jacobs to run for 11 yards and a first down conversion, which ultimately made them decide, hey, yeah, <laughs> we can actually kick this field goal. And it was just gross mismanagement. Um, and who knows what could have happened? You know, is it all coming out that, yeah, we're actually going to let let this end in a tie? Maybe, you know, but you, 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 you took the extra time out and you still screwed up the alignment, still allowed a first down, which ultimately resulted in you guys uh, get knocked out of the playoffs. So the only other quarterback to go over 5,000 yards in the NFL this year uh, is sitting at home watching the playoffs. So just like us, <laughs> my donut of the week. Brandon Staley. So I'm going to do something interesting. Uh, my donut of the week is Brandon Staley. <laughs> but for a completely different reason. I like it. Let's a completely it. different reason. Because I can actually come up with some... I, I can... I can partially justify why he did what he did in mm-hmm. the fourth quarter. I can I can make an argument about that. What I don't care what the analytics say. You do not go for it when you're at your own 18-yard line <laughs> in the third quarter. Yeah. It does not make sense because it, the odds of you getting on fourth and one getting a yard are pretty good. Mm-hmm. But the odds of the other team getting points if you don't is like 100%. Mm-hmm. So kick, punt the ball, live to see another day, and that ended up being a 10-point swing. Uh, that was in the second quarter, I believe, right before halftime. Yeah. So the, the Raiders get the ball, they kick a field goal, and then they get the ball at the, at the beginning of the, the third quarter, march down and score a touchdown. That is a 10-point swing right there, and it cost them the game. So I, the, the, the talk of the Raiders uh, not or playing for the tie or whatever. I understand because if you're kind of in that no man's land in the middle ground and you get in, number one, you, what you don't want to have the number one thing you don't want to happen is is leave any time on the clock for if you're kicking a long field goal and your kicker misses, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert who just ran rough shot over you on all of these long fourth and whatever situations. You mean to tell me that he's got an he 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 could throw one pass and get them in field goal range mm-hmm. and flip the field like that? So I understand. I'm not holding it against the Raiders for playing it conservative and it, like the the fact of the matter is is that the Raiders were not even they were going to play it conservative because if they get stuffed on fourth down or if they get stuffed on that next play a third down play, they don't want to leave him with any time on the clock Mm -hmm. so they're so yes are they playing for a tie no but they're going to play it conservative and brandon staley knew that and he needed to get his run package subbed in there do i think in hindsight 2020 looking back do i think it was the right thing to do absolutely not um but i don't think that you can hold that in the moment hold that against him as much because ultimately he did his job. He put his players in in line to play. Coach, coach players play, and exactly, and the players didn't make a play. They whiffed on yeah. on um, uh, running back for the Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. They whiffed on him. He he rumbles for ten yards, and now they have a reasonable field goal to kick. Mm-hmm. So, I I understand you can't give Justin Herbert an opportunity. You give him you know thirty seconds or whatever was left on the clock, and 
um, and a timeout. Yeah. Um, they 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 flip the field goal and one catch kick field goal and and the game's going the other way. So I get that, but it, the the fourth the the third in the in the second quarter going for it on your own eighteen that's in, that's inexcusable. I don't care what the analytics say. Um, my analytics say that the uh, the other Dumbass. team comes away. Yeah, that's what my analytics say. Dumbass. Um, you you don't get the fourth down there. The other team a hundred percent of the time gets points. Uh, my donut of the week also Brandon Staley. <laughs> all right well that's the show ladies and gentlemen you got anything to wrap us up with tyler no uh we'll we'll talk to you guys early next week uh we got an exciting week of uh wild card football here a lot of good stuff to talk about and uh hey both our teams are still in it so hopefully we'll see that all the way through to the to the super bowl this year Derek Carr and Pat Mahomes first wild card weekend this weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, we will catch you on the other side. Thanks for tuning in and we will see you soon.